am Corey Hawkins. And I'm Susan Wilson-Bladder. And this is What's Growing On with Corey and Susan. Today is May the 10th. Hopefully I'll get this out pretty quick. Uh, today, Susan and I are going to talk about what we have going on in our gardens that, uh, you know, are, are noteworthy. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we do for irrigation, which is just a fancy word for how we water our plants. We'll talk a little bit about fertilizing plants, and then we'll finish up talking about what kind of gardeners we are. So lots of good stuff to talk about. I'm going to start, Susan, okay? Please. I know, because I've been like, what do you got going on? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big pile of dirt that won't drain. Um, so last we talked, I was working on the retaining wall behind my house. Yeah. And I was hoping to get to a certain point and then stop and work on my garden. <clears throat> well, that afternoon after we recorded, I, you know, came to terms with the fact that that was a bad plan and that if I wanted to get anything in the ground in a reasonable time, I needed to stop and just work on my garden. Okay. Um, I was going to do some reconfigurations. I really wanted to incorporate some uh, wooden raised beds into my garden uh, because I think they're easier to protect against rabbits. Um, I thought I, I went through and I sealed up my garden, like all the little spots rabbits could get in. Guess what? Rabbits still got in. So I have come to terms with the fact that I cannot grow brassicas of any sort or anything that the rabbits like. I've just given up on growing those things until maybe, maybe like a fall crop, you know, when the rabbits yeah, are too yeah. fat to get through the fence. Um, so I gave up on that wooden box idea and um, I had to deal with a drainage issue. About half of my garden last year was like flooding. I couldn't even run irrigation without it flooding. Um, so instead of doing this rearranged thing, I just put in a French drain and it's a pretty big space. It's, you know, I'd say average about six feet wide by like 30 to 35 feet long. So it's a lot of garden space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To have it be flooding is not functional. No. So I put in two 50 foot long, uh, no, not two 50 foot, two 25 foot long um, pieces of that corrugated irrigation or corrugated drainage tube and you know put the, the rocks around it dug it in about two feet or so now that between that and breaking up that dirt that that dirt is draining really well and it's have not you draining too before um yeah I have but I've mostly done it in situations where it's been like uh in relationship to a retaining wall like running um the the drainage tubing behind a drainage or a retaining wall um i've not done it in spaces where i grow so i was concerned that the soil would then start to drain too fast do you know what i mean like the the upper layers wouldn't retain enough water for the plants yeah. so that's why i put it down a couple of feet and so far it looks like it's it's still retaining moisture but it's not flooded at all so and unfortunately, you know, I've got a whole bunch of stuff planted, but nothing's come up yet. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I did that. I kind of changed my mindset about my garden and that I used to use the whole space for vegetables. And now I've um, put about, used about a third of it for perennial herbs and perennial plants. Like I've moved all the artichokes into one spot. I've moved my rhubarb in there. I've got... Um, several <laughs> lavenders rosemaries and sage plants because those are like my favorite herbs to use yeah um so that i like that because then i don't have to 
you know, the perennial plants take care of themselves in so many ways. I don't have to go back and till that dirt anymore. I, it's just, you know, that's what it's for. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at now. I've gotten all of my, uh, you know, vegetable seeds planted. I planted just simple stuff because now I'm like, I'm not going to grow anything that people don't eat. I've done that too many times. You and me both. You yeah. And me both. So I've got peas, zucchini, carrots, beets, tomatoes. Those are the main gigs. I got my tomatoes in my hoop house. Um, I've got some tomatoes that are outside of the hoop house that I'm trying to, uh, I'm experimenting this year with using like uh, milk jug cloches. You know what I'm saying? Just on some of them and not on others to see if it actually makes a difference yeah. in helping them establish. I'm using those cloches to do some experiments with um, getting cucumbers to start too. Like I've got some of them covered and some of them not. And What's I want to see which them one. Down? Um, they're just pushed into the dirt and then I've kind of packed the dirt around them. So I did, you know, a few days ago, <laughs> maybe, maybe three, four days ago. I don't know. It was a windy day when I was putting these cloches on and they were blown all over the place. So um, yeah, that's something that I'll have to keep an eye on, but I figured they're only going to be necessary, you know, for the next two three weeks yeah yeah um because at that point those tomatoes i have little cherry tomatoes covered they're gonna get too big and yeah. so we'll see how that goes and then yeah i have to clean up my gravel susan it is it, it is atrocious i would be in so much trouble if i was working at the lodge right now given the state of my gravel <laughs> it is horrible <laughs> so that's my next my next is uh finish up planting my container pots once that's done, I'm going to pressure wash around all the walkways around and all that stuff. No sense doing that before I finish up my pots because that's just a messy situation. And then clean up the gravel and I've got some dahlias left to plant. But that's that's where I'm at. That's what's growing on here. It's growing yeah. on over there, Susan. Yeah. Well, um, I have a lot planted. You know, somebody asked me what I have planted and I said, oh, not too much. And then I started thinking because I was just concentrating on flowers. But I've got, I've got all the cool season stuff out there. So I have Walla Wallas and I have broccoli and I have Swiss chard and I have kale and I have carrots and I have uh, um, oh gosh, where is my mind going? Shingiku, which is um, Asian green which has a really pretty flower on it that mm -hmm. I learned from someplace else. And um, what else? That, that just, and peas, and edible peas. And I had this, I had this, oh good, here's my dog. I had this really good plan. You know, I have beds in my greenhouse. And my, mm -hmm. my, my plan was put my peas in the greenhouse way before, you know, when it's really cold and, um, or cold enough. And then by the time they're done, then I'll put my tomatoes in this one bed. Well, it didn't work out that well because um, now the peas are on and they're kind of bitter because they probably weren't watered enough and it was too hot. So yeah. we have shade cloth, but it covers the whole thing. And I don't want the whole thing covered yet. So, um, but then besides that, I have boatloads and boatloads of flowers in and boatloads and boatloads to go more in but i don't have anything like i haven't started my well i have started cucumbers but not in the ground 
or squash. I haven't put any edible things out. I mean, besides the early season, I don't have tomatoes. Yeah. I have them in the greenhouse, but I don't have them outside. Um, we have a cold little spot, so um, outside, so I'm careful with that. But um, man, I have got, oh, oh, actually, oh, I have potatoes in too, and rhubarb and raspberries, and what else? Golden red beets. Do you have an opinion over a gold beet versus a red beet? I don't. I like them both. I, I think yellow beets or gold beets are so much more superior. So much. <laughs> I knew you would have an opinion. You, you I, always have an opinion. I do Susan. have an opinion on that <laughs> because I have roasted an awful lot of beets. Now that's about all I do with them. I mean, I eat a lot of them that way, but I don't do a lot of, when I grew up, for some reason I had this, we had this great big garden, but for, we only ate canned beets and mm, I know they taste like, like can <laughs> canned peas or so you probably haven't ever had canned peas in your life but when I was growing up people bought no know. my my father grew up on canned food and he absolutely refused but he went like to the extreme opposite like everything had to be like uber healthy and boring almost <laughs> so but I, I do have a taste for fresh fresh vegetables I've never had much for canned vegetables although no I can't think of anything I like better canned oh you know because I do preserve uh, yeah. there's a lot of food that I like canned better All yeah my but I don't put I don't put that in the category that of canned food. I'm talking the about the shit you get at the grocery store the can opener yeah okay well, yeah, we'll, no, no, no. we'll take that away so yeah well, so good I'm looking forward to later in the season and you can talk all about the stuff that you can that's exciting yeah yeah. It'd be more exciting if they start producing lids again. Um, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody knows where there's jar lids, not jars and rings and lids all together, but just jar. Just the lid piece. Lids. Yeah. I've got, I, have, um, I have a few. I feel like I should start hoarding them now if I see them. Well, you should because I don't know if I told you this, but I called like Ball or Kerr. I don't know. Somebody whose name was on a package I had called them and got the nicest person. She was just so sweet. She told me people are hoarding them, just like you hear about a lot of hoarding things. Um, people are hoarding them and they're selling them. And I know for a fact on Craigslist here, I've seen a pack of 10 in a, in a package go for $10. So they're selling a lid for a dollar a piece. Oh my God. Well, um, you know what? It, I think it's a more practical thing to hoard than toilet paper if we're going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't feel bad about hoarding it, but not to be making a profit off of it. Yeah, people I with mean, their gouging, it's so, un it's like they're scout, they're, they're mason jar lid scalpers <laughs> is basically <laughs> what they're doing. Like, well, what's wrong with that? It'll make the difference between what I can or not. So what's that? Somebody. I'm waving off my kid. No, not now. Go away. Go away. Go talk to your father. I'm not editing that out. That's the kind of parent I am. I told them, um, I'm like, I'm doing something. Aren't they going to school? No, they're not. they're not. No, and even if they were going to school, it would be for two days a week. So they, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. But no, they're not going back yeah. to school yet. And I'm seriously looking forward to that day, Susan. Seriously. Really? Mm -hmm. Is there, do you have any updates about your um, flower sales? Well, not really. 
Okay. <laughs> kind of waiting on to see how uh, uh, young and spry I become after next week. Um, I'm, I'm, my knees are kind of shot and I'm hoping to get um, drug injections in my knees to put off having to replace those knees. So, yeah. um, because it kind of like, oh, oh, I have planted, um, <laughs> let's see, 50, probably we're about 60 dahlias so far. That kind of wow. did me in with, with the digging holes. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Big holes, and they were garden holes, you know, on a garden bed. It wasn't like it was in cement, but right. after a while it wore me out. So I am going to have a big dahlia patch. I usually have quite a few dahlias, um, but I bought, I dug them up like you're supposed to do, which mm -hmm. I have done. <laughs> and I, and then I kind of, and, and if we, when, if we talk about what kind of gardener we are, this would really fall into it. I have the best plan. You dig these dahlias up, you know, and then you let them sit for a little bit. Then you hose them off, you know, mm -hmm. a month later and get all the dirt off. And then you separate them and make sure everybody's got an eye. And then you label them. Well, what I ended up doing, I'm a sloppy gardener is like, <laughs> I dug them out. And then it was like, there's a big, there's a big clump. And I just like, okay. And I think most of the time I put the names on them, um, but some names- I'm impressed know. with that. I'm the worst labeler on earth. Uh, my, that's my, all my container pots are all mishmashed because I have no idea what that, I'm planting. That is such a bad habit and I have the same one. <laughs> I buy tags everywhere. And when I start my plants, you know, and I'm really good at that because I've learned over the years how mm -hmm. bad that can be. But once mm -hmm. it gets out in the garden, it's kind of like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. then I'll find out sooner or later. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if you're growing on purpose, you know, I don't grow on purpose. So, but if for people like you who are like, I have a plan for these flowers other than mm -hmm. just to be pretty, it would be important to keep them labeled. Yeah. I got lucky with a lot of my dahlias. Like I, most of mine are planted in very large containers yeah. and they're well-drained. And so, so far it looks like they're all coming back. Right. Um, I I do have a spot where I'm going to put them in the ground. And so we'll see what I do with them at the end of the year. Because <laughs> I, too, always have these magical plants and they don't necessarily pan out. It, it was it's made the difference because I really had big clumps in a bad spot. And now they're actually in my garden bed. I had had. Uh, so anyway, so they're in there and and uh, we'll see. I mean, I know they'll do well. I have this one called. Uh, well, there goes my brain. Um, <laughs> he's big and he's purple and he's named after a president, I think. Thomas Edison? Yes, Thomas. <laughs> I don't think he was a president, but I knew I do have the Thomas Edison ones too, because they are very reliable varieties. They are, that's the probably the one that I have had come back every year. So, it, and they're beautiful. Tough as nails. And <laughs> when, I, when I dug him out, it's like massively big. And so now I can't, I'm not digging holes that are, you know. Right, right, right. So I like chopping them up and we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, good. I hope that goes yeah. well. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about irrigation. Um, and Susan, before we got on to recording, she was like, I don't have much to say about irrigation, <laughs> but really irrigation is just how, you know, watering your plants, the method that you use, the if you have a schedule for watering or whatever. Um, my <laughs> irrigation system, I like to call Franken irrigation, 
because it's made of so many like parts that I've just kind of gotten over time. I have two water sources coming out of my house, one in the front of my house, one in the back of my house. The one in the front of the house gets used a lot for, you know, either washing the cars or hosing down stuff or whatever. So all of my irrigation for, you know, I mean, it's probably at least a third of an acre of property that's irrigated just one hose off the back of my house. This hose oh, is working well. overtime, but I've got it split into different sections, um, you know, that are conveniently located to wherever they are. I use orbit timers because I am a huge fan of not having to water during the summertime. Speaking of what kind of, I am a the kind of gardener that likes to plan. I like to start things and then I like to clean up at the end. <laughs> Everything in the middle, I'm like, eh, maintenance, wheat, whatever. <laughs> I'm hard. so bad. Hard, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, I like to have everything on a timer. Um, yeah. So I use the orbit timers. I have some of like the Rainbird uh, irrigate. Is it Rainbird? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's Rainbird yeah. where it's like, you know, the spot irrigation for a lot of my landscape plants that are in hot spots. Um, and in my garden, I just use the timers and um, soaker hoses. Um, I have like three different zones in my garden. And I like that because especially now that I've got a perennial section that, you know, this year is going to require some more water than not, but next year it won't require as much water as the rest right. of the garden. And then I've got like, I got the sprinkler for my lawn because I do have an area of my lawn that I keep green and I don't care. Come at me. <laughs> if, if my lawn is dead in the middle of my garden, it really makes everything else look like crap. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's not a very big piece of grass. So I don't feel hugely guilty about watering it. Um, but yeah, my irrigation system is like over time and it's really just parts and pieces that I've accumulated over time. But the reason I do it, like I said, is like I am really crappy about maintenance and, you know, I, I, things would die if I didn't have it on, on a timer system. So that's what I do for irrigation. I have to have it set up the timer so that everything goes off one at a time, which ends up being like, like rocket science when I sit down and I'm like, I've got like, I'd say nine or 10 different timed areas. And it's like, okay, how often do I have to do this? Some of them are every day. Some of them are every other day. Some of them are once a week. You know, how do I make sure that they're not both running at the same time? Because we're on a well and we only have so much water pressure and we only have so much water. So, I, you know, it's that whole getting everything timed out to make sure everything goes off in the morning. So it's, you know, you're looking at a day's worth of sun to dry everything out. So I'm not dealing with you know, as much mold and all those issues yeah, right. that you get from watering later in the day. So that's what I do. That's what I do. What do you do, Susan? Very little. We do very <laughs> little. Um, so several years ago, my husband, Dan, took a class in uh, irrigation and I ended up taking it also. And I didn't especially like it, but you know, irrigation to me is just a dirty word. So here's why here's why when i um went to school for horticulture many years ago i had to take two semesters two semesters of irrigation and oh. so it but it wasn't like it, it, it may it maybe i would have understood it better if it would have been a home irrigation we're talking about fields we're talking about 
crops. We're talking about how much water pressure do you need to hit it over here? It was like, it, the running joke is, you know, it's not math, it's irrigation. Well, I mean, irrigation is math, but it's like, yeah. if I can't do it, I'll just go, oh, it's just like irrigation. I just, every, it was the most frustrating thing <laughs> to me and it's carried over. So anyway, so Dan set up, um, um, they were emitters. So mm -hmm. I didn't especially, bless his heart, I didn't appreciate them because I don't want to have, um, I don't want, I don't usually plant in a row with 12 inches apart or six right, right. or whatever. There's definitely limitations for those spots. Yeah, so there's spot only were like a few things we could have used it for. So he's got, you know, he's got in our vegetable garden, which is large, we've got different stations where we can, and we can turn it on at the house and set it, but it doesn't come on automatically. It's just a, it's just a set it yourself. And so it's, but as horrible as that sounds, um, we don't do a lot of watering. Our water table is such where once I get things going, I don't really have to water them that much. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, that's one of the benefits of growing the way you do, how you yeah. don't have raised beds. Cause there's definitely areas in our property, like our backyard is at the bottom of kind of a hill. Yeah. And while it's a little bit cooler, we would never have to water down there ever, 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 just because of the way it is and not having the raised beds lower it, you know, it makes it so that the, you know, the water's that much further down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's kind of hit or miss and it's like, I don't have any kind of lines for hanging baskets, but I don't do a lot of hanging baskets. I, but having said that, of course I have to have a couple of fuchsias because I do have hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. um, have you been into a nursery? recently i have i went to mulbacks with my friend katrina the other day we masked up we're both i haven't gotten both of my vaccines yet i've just had the one um but yeah it was felt so normal like and good i was like what is happening here we went and i spent a ton of money on my mother's day gifts i got back and i was like honey you just bought me a lot of good plants for mother's day and he That's was like right. oh, okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was nice now i don't mulbex is not necessarily my favorite but it's conveniently located for us and um but yeah it was lovely and i got some lovely stuff susan i did get some lovely fuchsias and um oh i saw some beautiful ones they're just beautiful ones mm -hmm, wow. mm -hmm. that dark cherry drop i don't know what it's called and they had some real interesting shade baskets that i saw but I, I don't, like I said, I don't, well, I do have several, but I don't have any um, annual ones. I have, I actually overwintered my Tumbling Tom tomato plant, if you can believe that. And it is doing just fine. So what do you do? It just prune it back? Greenhouse. Huh. It was, you know, only half-assed heated, but I mean, at night, nothing froze in there. Hmm. And so I have, uh, uh, tumbling tom tomato which i always liked i like to give it to my grandson not that he would eat them but um <laughs> and i have a passion vine in a basket and i have asparagus fern and i have you know so i don't have anything real pretty and like i like real pretty but no i i have a few hanging baskets because i like them a lot yes i like them a lot i went to um 
you know, Fred Meyer, the well, the one that's down by 405 by our house has a pretty nice gardening section. Yeah. And right now, Fred Meyer has the flats of petunias for 12 bucks. I used to buy the, they used to be 9.99. You remember that? Yes, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yes, I do. Were grown up buying plants, probably. And then, all before I was paying attention, I was like, it's just cheap. But I was like twelve ninety nine, and I got quite a few of them. I love me some petunias. They're very. They're. I have feel the same way about them as I do about geraniums. I'm like, they're just a real reliable little. Plant. They are. They're pretty, and they do a good job. They are pretty. Yep. Yep. I I like them too. I do too. Yeah. Well, cool. Okay, so fertilizing. I now I absolutely suck if. <laughs> fertilizing i um you know I, I like i'll till in fertilizer it's like a slow release fertilizer when i am getting ready to plant and then sometime throughout the summer because i do suck at maintenance i mean that's like one of the reasons i gotta get water out there the con of did you hear that excuse him uh the con of not going out and actually watering by hand is that i don't pay as much attention like i need to pay more attention when i got the <laughs> irrigation running um but oh, i just lost my train of thought oh fertilizing i i yeah it's usually when i go outside and i'm like oh that doesn't look good i'm just going to toss some fertilizer in it and water the heck out of it and you know sometimes it works out most of the times it works out but i have no rhyme or reason to the to what i do um occasionally if i'm feeling like i've got the energy i'll do a top dressing of compost yeah um which always works out really well i mean yeah. that's that's always been a good thing but that does take you know effort that's we have it, it does. a lot of space and, yeah yeah in the hot weather it does yeah so tell me what what do you do for fertilizing well i'm kind of i do a lot of fertilizing so Years ago, my the first job I had in horticulture was at a country club. And I worked at Eugene Country Club. And I worked and there was the landscape gardener and me. And we we did we weren't like we were not the mowers for crying out loud. We were <laughs> the ornamental people. And he was a hoot until he wasn't, but um he was a hoot. And he taught me so much. I, you know, it was like the beginning, I was not a kid at all. He taught me so much about, well, I used to say to him, you ought to be a teacher. This was like before it, it went bad, which it always does with me. Um, now, come to find out, I'll tell you a little bit about this man. Now he's a professor at Oregon State University in the landscape department. So he really did know. I mean, he finished up schooling and stuff, but yeah, so yeah. what this, this is what we did. So we, um, we, because we had a greenhouse and we started things early because you think a country club would have unlimited money, but not so much for flowers as they do. The right. greens. Yeah. So, um, so he, we had a budget. He had a budget. I just did what I was told. And um, we started a lot of things from seeds. And um, so, uh, you know, after the, maybe the first one or two sets of true leaves would come up um, and we would transplant, um, we would, uh, um we used b1 and water demand now when i was thinking about this i i still do until yesterday mm. i started reading about b1 and it's uh, you know it's a liquid and it says really no more transplant shock and i would do that one so i i, I start with little tiny plugs i go up a step i do a lot of steps and i would water it with with b1 
B one isn't necessary. It's it's like it's like it's like I've never I, even heard of it. So. Yeah, so it was like it was important to avoid transplant shock shock shock. After that point, I always put osmocote on it. Just because mm. Al did, that's what I do. I still do. I can't help it. I'll put a little bit of osmocote when we're going up into a four inch container and mm. then I'll water it every week with fish fertilizer. So I am pumping some stuff into this. Really? So do you ever have problems over fertilizing? Cause I think that's a problem that I have is, or maybe it's like fertilizer shock. Like you didn't fertilize me all this time and now you're throwing all this fertilizer at me. I, yeah. You know, I don't think so. I'm, I, I don't think so because I do it weekly. You know, mm. I mean, it's a weak solution of like the fish fertilizer. And then when I'm putting my holes in, I will put, um, I will put some um, organic fertilizer of one type or the other in the hole and mix it in and then put mm -hmm. the plant in and then put compost around it. So they have an excellent start. But let me tell you, I have this, I'm getting this new tool this week and I, that, I used it at the country club and it was called, uh, hmm, yeah, where is this going? It's, <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's for fertilizing with pellets or granular. And okay. instead of having to go with your hands and or a cup or something, it's a tube thing and it's got a big long spout on it and you turn your container upside down and you just walk around and fertilize. And it is the sweetest little gravity. What's flow. it called? I can't remember, I, but I'm ah. getting one. I have a birthday coming up and that's on my birthday list. Okay. So next time I want more, I want reports on it's, this thing. It's for a, a person that does, you know, granular or fertilizer on the top and doesn't. So how does it work different? So does it just help to spread the granules more evenly or something like that? Evenly. Yeah. You, ah. you, you upside down, it comes out evenly and you don't, you're not throwing and maybe getting this side and that side. It's, right. it's good for like, you know, we had you know, boatloads of roadies and stuff like that, but we had annuals too. Um, so it, it's, it's wonderful. And all of a sudden I thought of it and I said to my son, that's what I want for my birthday. And I sent him the link. And so that's what I'm getting. <laughs> so, so, um, so hook so me up. <laughs> that's, um, that's kind of what I, I, I do Hold use on. organic. Let me make sure I get this, this straight. So weekly you fertilize in the greenhouse. Before in the greenhouse. And once everything is outside, what do you do? I follow, honest to God, I follow the instructions on whatever I'm using. I really okay. do. I do. <laughs> what? So, That's crazy. So, so this is this is something, if you know me very well, you've heard me say this before. And this is a hard thing to admit. When when I did go to school, I got my restricted use pesticide users license. I bet you don't hear too many people you're in touch with say that. That are all excited about it. I don't know. That admit to it. I mean, it's like it's chemicals that you don't even know of. Or I mean, you might, but you don't have access to because you can't buy right. them because right, you right, right, right. Like commercial so, grade at yeah. Chemicals. So nasty, nasty stuff. Um, mm. And mm. so I, I, I never used it. Honest to God, I never used it. But it was an in to get jobs because owners of nurseries need people that can do that. They'll mask right. you up and they'll put the suits on you and everything, but Jesus. it costs some money and you have to keep it renewed. And it's a, 
It's wow. thing. That sounds hardcore. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, you're not talking about saving any bees or butterflies with that. It's like, <laughs> and it's, it's mostly for greenhouse use. You just yeah. mostly killing yourself. And, the, and that's a good reason why you should never eat the flowers up, nursery plants. Oh, well, that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. I, yeah, I generally don't, don't, don't do plant that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So, so what do you, so once you've got things on the ground outside, do you continue to do liquid or do you just go with the granules and I spread do granul them? granular okay. because it's just kind of expensive for liquid. Um, yeah. yeah. Plus it's, it's, it's hard it's fish fertilizer. Um, but we probably talked about this before. Um, I don't know. It, you know, I, I used to use um, Miracle Grow years ago, a long time ago, because I didn't realize, you know, and I'll tell you, it, it, I still, I don't use it at all. Um, and you can get like uh, organic, like liquid for your baskets, Flower Girl, I can't remember who makes that, but right, right. Um, mm -hmm. um for the ground, it's an absolute. For containers, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal for me. Although we all would rather have more organic everything in our life, but it's not going into the soil and it's, you're not eating it. It's right, I don't feel right. the same about containers. So what do you, what do you generally use for the, your food stuff? Well, I usually use like a, a low, a low grade organic. Right now I'm using... I got it from uh, Stuber's Nutra Rich Chicken. And it's Nutri like, that sounds yeah. like dog food. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like it, doesn't it? It's a, it's a 432 and it's an organic. Okay. Yeah. And we, we have a big compost pile and we have chickens. Now we don't, we compost their uh, bedding, but mm -hmm. we don't. I also have pigs and I don't compost theirs. Although I do know of a person that does. Is and pig poo good? Is it better or the same as chicken or what? Pig? Yeah. I, I, I only know of the one person that uses it and that's at the sanctuary where I was working up in Stanwood. Oh, well, that makes sense because they have pigs. It's a pig sanctuary she's it's talking about. Yeah. So without getting too into it, there, there's a lot of... Uh, production from a pig then that end and yeah um, and we bury ours we actually have land anyway we don't need to talk about this but like we get like latrines that you dig for the pigs yes i don't we <laughs> yeah. don't use the pig fertilizer just because I, I mean i'm sure it's good their their food is there's no chemicals or anything in their food i just i just don't i just don't know right 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 whereas chicken right, right. i i I'll use the chips and put them in the compost pile. No break. Yeah, we do the same thing too. Uh, we have so many chips though, sometimes that we have a separate pile for it. And then we have to kind of slowly mix in the chicken stuff because otherwise it's just overwhelming yeah, for, the, yeah. for the pile. But yeah, I have used uh, Dr. Earth and uh -huh. God, what is the other thing? Something senior frog or something like that. Some, something frog frog it's got a frog i don't know if you see yeah and the, you know they're organic and they they seem to do okay as long as i can figure out how to do it more consistently <laughs> that's my goal this year is to be more disciplined and actually 
do the do the work go out and check on my garden even when it's hot because i'm a wilty little flower <laughs> that yeah that's uh that's a good so, thing though yeah, yeah. on it yeah i mean at, at a certain point if your soil is pretty good and you've worked with your soil i i mean i i don't i don't fertilize all season long i just do until they get up and running and then i let them do their off, thing way back yeah. Well, that's a lot growing on. So what do you have in your, in your, what's your next step? Well, your next step, I suppose, is to get your knees figured out. <laughs> yeah, the next step is to get my knees figured out. But really, my next step is today, I'm going to put my poles up. I just told my husband that we were doing this um, because I like to do teepee poles for my beans. There's yeah, a same. lot of action in the perimeter of your screen. Of oh, that's animals. chickens. They're, Those they're, are chickens? Yeah, those are chickens back there. Like back there, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And can't you hear my point. chickens? They're so loud right now. I can't hear them. Uh-uh. You don't hear that? Okay, well, that's good because they've been making all kinds of noise. I'm like, I hope this is not disrupt disruptive. No, I can't hear them at all. Oh, um, good. I'm going to get those bean poles up because I'm going to grow. Um, these beans I grew last year where I was working, I think, I don't know if this is how you're supposed to say them, but they were Seychelles. Mm. Seychelles. Anyway, it's a, it's a green bean. So I can green beans. I preserve them and I'm picky about it or I'll pickle them. <laughs> I'm picky about them. They need to be the, anyway. Um, and these, well, what do they need to be? Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> they, they, they need to be the same size. And I used oh, to, they're uniform. Used to yes. Stuff like that in the fair back in the day. Oh, I have, Susan, you're so fancy. Oh my God. Cause you're a master canner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, fancy. and, um, so these Seychelles are thin and usually those aren't really good for canning, but these were delicious and they, and they're, but they're a pole bean. I don't usually grow pole beans. I usually grow bush, bush beans. beans and mm -hmm. pole beans are only for my drying of my beans. It's a, you know, you don't do that and that, but this year I'm not growing any Pellegrini beans for drying because mm. they just don't, I can't get them in soon enough. I'm just, yeah. so we're going to have like four or five poles of these or teepees of these. And my teepees are the same color as my beehives. So it's like a, uh, this guy came over and said it looked like a Tijuana blue, if that gives you an idea of the mm. naughtiness of my color colors. <laughs> so, so the poles are the same colors as the beehive. So it kind of is, you know, at this point you can see everything and it's kind of- Well, you should share pictures of your garden. I don't see enough pictures of your garden, Susan. It, it, I will when it looks good. Right now, I know like I feel the same way. I think at some point in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do like a little garden tour and share that. Oh, I got a hummingbird. Um, That's a once, good but idea. I got to get my gravel squared away because I'm not going to, I can't be showing off this gravel in the state that it is. Right I, what, what's wrong with the gravel? It's weeds? just messy. It's just weeds and junk. It just, but it's not five star quality. That's for sure. We, <laughs> I need it to be at least three and a half stars. Right now we're at one and a half. It's bad. Yeah. One and yeah. You need to bump it up just a little bit there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Corey, sounds like you've been busy and we'll have yep. way more stuff happening next month because everything goes in. When I worked in nurseries, it was the 31st really before people planted this is what we would say, um, tomatoes and basil outside. Basil is so stinking sensitive. I plant it in the greenhouse and I think I'm mostly going to have it in there. Um, yeah. um, 
but I have my, I put in, um, cause I've got my tomatoes, but they're in a hoop house. So that, I mean, yeah. and because I've turned, you know, my greenhouse is, I've, it's turned off. So at night it's pretty much the same temperature outside as it is yeah. inside. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, forget it. I'll just get those tomatoes established. The hoop house is about the same as the greenhouse at sure. this point. Um, and then what I did, I planted fewer tomatoes and then I just scattered a whole lot, like along the irrigation line, a whole lot of basil and we'll see if it comes up and what it does. Cause I was like, I have these seeds. Oh, you plant it from seeds in the ground? Yeah. Why is that bad? I, <laughs> I, I mean, I've, this is the first time I've done that. I usually buy basil cause I don't have the patience for it, but I happen to have seeds. Like I just on a whim was like, oh, I'll buy so we'll see how it, we'll see how it grows. Yeah, let me know how it does. I mean, I just get used to doing things a certain way, and I always yeah. starve them first. And I'm then... like, somebody has to grow these from seeds, and I figure if it's in the hoop house, it's along the the water line. It you know maybe will help suppress other growth of other things. I don't know. We'll see, but I'll keep I'll keep you informed of how that goes. On that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So. so all right. Well, I guess that's plenty for today um we'll look forward to talking to everybody again in june and until next time i'm Corey hawkins and i'm susan wilsonblatter and y'all take care of yourselves and take care of your plants mm -hmm.